Welcome to Series 12 of Richard Herring's Left Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring. Hello. Uh, and my guest tonight is uh, Ellie Taylor. Um, look, hey, if you enjoyed these po- podcasts, why not come along and see some of these shows being filmed? Uh, we've got some fantastic guests coming up, uh, including uh, Richard Osman and Reginald D. Hunter. I'm hoping Brian Blessed. I'm really hoping. I've, got, I've opened another channel to Brian Blessed today. <laughs> Uh, which is always something to look forward to. And remember, you can buy emergency questions, books, and play this at home. There is an app now, both on Android uh, and uh, Apple. And you can also, if you've got one of those Alexa things, I'm going to try and get one so I can show you how this works. You can say, Alexa, ask me an emergency question, and she'll ask you an emergency question. Uh, and that's free. Uh, so, uh, yeah, do come along if you like. Uh, and also check out richhane.com slash gigs for details of how to come along and see this show. And uh, someone's talking in the background. Oh, someone's walking across the camera. Hello, how are you doing? Good, thanks. It's, that's, this doesn't happen when you do this on your own. That's, that's, why, that's why you do this on your own. Uh, and also my tour, uh, which is coming up. It's good, isn't it, when you come to the actual show, isn't it? <laughs> they didn't say yes. They didn't say yes. Uh, so come like these people did it. We got, and those late people, those people. Don't be late like those people who just came in. Anyway, let's look at the podcast now. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who hasn't lived in London for two months and does not approve of your change in sky colour. That was a mistake, London. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. The sky's gone orange. The sky's not, I presume, it's going to be like that by the time this podcast goes out. So welcome to uh, Series 12. Episode 151 of Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Uh, but I was, uh, I saw a man playing, uh, talking on, he was texting actually on his Nokia 3310. <laughs> I was looking over his shoulder. I quite cleverly, he shortened that to Rehelestabus. I don't know how that's, that's going to catch on. Uh, yeah, the sky has uh, turned orange today. <laughs> Uh, which it makes uh, uh, makes the world look like it's a new romantic video. Uh, so that's uh, so what taking me back to my youth. So that's been uh, very enjoyable. I don't I don't approve of that. Uh, and uh, it's been a bit of a sad. I'm a bit sad actually today, and I'm a bit kind of discombobulated. We had the uh, awful news uh, that Sh- that Sean Hughes uh, died today. So I'm I'm very well, last night, and I'm I'm very um, upset about it. I I foolishly in the last series of. Uh, Rahel Estabert, Rahel Estabert. Yeah, don't shout that out now. Uh, I uh, uh, kind of bragged that we, no one who'd ever been on this show had died and made them immortal. And I kind of feel this is uh, my fault. So uh, I would uh, uh, just like to say what a fantastic guy he was. I'd like to dedicate uh, the, this uh, series to uh, Sean, who will be fantastically uh, missed. It's in a, a terrible shape. Uh, what happened? Uh, and, you know, fucking hell. We could all die any second. So let's crack on with the series. Uh, so I do have to apologise uh, to uh, John Murray, uh, who uh, paid some money, uh, to, as it occurs to me, um, to uh, insult his friend. But I misread the email and insulted John Murray instead. <laughs> so um, I will read this out in, in lieu. I offered him his money back, but he didn't take it. So I should pay him back double. Uh, he wants to say, uh, Steve Glazier of Hearn Hill, uh, who is the world's oldest Java programmer and a total fucking idiot. That is, that is what, that's, the message. that's the message we wanted to go for there. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, you know, this is... Um, uh, it's, it's a bit weird time for me. Lots of things are changing. Uh, we've moved out of this, uh, the, uh, out of London, and we're in the countryside now, which is very nice. Uh, we've got uh, a new son. He's called Ernie, Ernie Herring. 
He's quite nice. Uh, he's a bit of an idiot. Uh, I made a Sunday roast last night, and I thought, you know, for dinner, and uh, he wanted milk. So, I mean, uh, it's just, it just seems... Seems rude, uh, but it's kind of weird. I, we have obviously got a daughter already. It's kind of a weird thing having a son. I'm, you know, changing a nappy is a, a very different experience with a, a boy, uh, and uh, it's, I'm so used to the, the not the not being. There's something in the way now, and it's and it's, a, it's an odd experience. Uh, gently cleaning another male's testicles with a wet wipe. That is something I've never experienced before. I mean, I've never roughly cleaned another male's testicles. And it, it sounds like I've done it with other things than wet wipes. So I haven't. And anyone who, anyone who says I have and they've seen me behind the bus station roughly and gently cleaning men's testicles with a variety of different cloths and scourers is a liar. But it's... it's but it's actually... It's, quite, it's, a quite, it's, it's a, a, such a weird thing to... You've got to be gentle. They're testicles, right? So that is a, that's an odd thing. And it, it, it gives you this sort of... Odd focus. I just think the world would be a better place if all men every day had to clean the testicles of another man. <laughs> I just think it would take a lot of aggression out of the... So it would just be a start there. And it should be randomly assigned by ballot. You just... Someone turns up today, it's my turn to clean your testicles. <laughs> I think it would make... I think it would make men a lot more relaxed. But also, on the plus side, it would also mean all men had really clean testicles, which I... <laughs> What I understand from talking to women, uh, it's not always the case. So uh, that's, it would be a double thing. But it's a, it's a delight uh, and a privilege to be able to do that for my son. I, I don't know. Maybe it sounds weird. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, lots of terrible things going on in the world, of course, as always. It seems to be getting worse. Uh, not only the sky changing colour, uh, but uh, as a father of a daughter, I have to say... Um, I'm very opposed. Uh, I was I was very opposed to, to all kinds of sex crimes, but um, now I've got a son uh, as well. So <laughs> the jury's out. We'll have to see what I have next. Um, and uh, I don't want to talk. What else can I talk about? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to blow it all, uh, so to speak. Uh, but um, oh yeah, look. Uh, hey, there's. Uh, I, I said this to you, but there's a, there's a new app out which I'll be using for emergency questions on Apple and Android. Uh, there is a, there's also on Alexa, if you've got one of those. I don't know what they are, but if you say to... You can speak to a computer. It's the nearest I've got to being inside a computer, and I'm excited to a robot, and I'm very excited about that blew the joke, but it doesn't matter. So um, <laughs> and maybe I'll talk about Pointless uh, next week, which is actually in two weeks' time, next week's show. <laughs> it's confusing. You'll see when it goes on. Uh, okay. I'm going to crack on. Uh, I was on Pointless again. Did you see it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't say well done. I don't, don't you dare patronise me. Uh, someone did say it was like my wife was playing Family Fortunes and I was playing Pointless. That, that is, that's, all, that's, all I, that's all I will say about that. Look, we're going to crack straight on. Tonight's guest. Have I done everything I'm meant to do? It feels like I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, she's probably best known uh, for the advert for Matalan dressing gowns. <laughs> she modelled for. Will you please welcome Ellie Taylor, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Come in, sit down. Thank you. Thank you for coming along. Oh, you're welcome. Um, that's, so tell us about the Matalan dressing gowns. 
Well, what's that about? Well, um, it, many moons ago, I, I was a model for a bit, right. but like the worst model in the world. Um, so yeah, that was one of my glamorous jobs. Star of Matalan catalogue, two thousand five. What kind of um, what kind of face do you have to pull when you're modelling Matalan? Because I, I would imagine not too se- Matalan's not meant to be too no. sexy, so it's got to be more like the functional. What's a functional? A functional dressing. Well, like what? I mean, it just covers you up when sure. you're going to the toilet. <laughs> And you're on your way to the toilet, crossing the hallway. Yeah, I tried not to be too sexy. Okay. Um, it was very hard, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember we had to. We did it. We were filming in someone's house, and it was on a summer's day, and I was wearing like these quilted, <laughs> fleecy dressing gowns. And I remember going to a corner of the room and wafting because I was so hot. And then afterwards, realised where I was wafting was like glass doors into another room. And then shortly afterwards, the owner of the house, a male man, a real male man, came out of the room that I just wafted right in front of. Right. So he had a great day. Yeah. <laughs> me, not so much. Usually letting people film me house is a bad idea. Yeah. But that, that was the one time it paid off for that guy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and you did uh, Asda Brass as well. Did Asda Brass. All, yeah. all the big hitters. Yeah. Really glamorous, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like some of like, the girls I used to work with, they'd be like doing pri- like sort of going like Prada and whatever, and I'd be going to Luton to model dressing gowns. It was a it was a strange existence. It really yeah. was. So how did you get from that to the world of comedy? Uh, because I was such a shit model, basically. <laughs> because I was always like, I, I'm quite physically awkward, and I, I like I play with that on stage a lot. I think I like that. Um, but you know, you're not meant to be physically awkward when you're meant to be looking nice in a dress. And I remember like doing sort of shoots where there'd be three three girls like walking in a row, and you meant to like after three jump in the air, and they all look beautiful, and every shot would be just mouth like <laughs> ruining it. So I, I was awful. I was also a bit. I was I was fat for a model. I was fat. Um, I, like all the other girls skinny little minis and me come along size 10 which is obviously like a normal size but I was basically like Hagrid with a thyroid problem it was <laughs> it, honestly I, was, I had to be cut out of clothes at some shoots oh it's just yeah it was not it was not a fun time no. so I thought do you know what is much better for your mental health comedy <laughs> um, but with a bit of stint of marketing and events in the middle I had okay. a grown up job for a while and then nice. yeah ended up in comedy and you, was, you, did you, was it Show Me The Funny that was sort of your first was that the first time you did stand up or um, so, I'd, so I was working in uh, marketing and events for yeah. CNN. Okay. So again, barrel of laughs. Um, <laughs> and uh, on the side, I'd started doing stand-up. And uh, after about... Do- I've been doing stand-up for probably about a year, just still open mic nights and stuff. And then Show Me The Funny Happened, which was an ITV um, talent show, which no one watched. Uh, sort of like the X Factor for comedy. And yeah. I got into that. And, I'd n- and I had to quit my job in order to do the show. And I'd never even been paid for a gig. Right. Um, so it was a bold move uh, some would say stupid um <laughs> but it was all right yeah so from that point i got an agent and stuff so wow. it all started going so there was uh, tiffany right. it was tiffany stevenson doing yes. that yes pat, pat monahan Stuart goldsmith oh, Stuart well. um, yeah yeah so yeah. patrick won it yeah yeah. In the end, yeah but that kind of led on to everything else yeah because it? i'd quit my job so i had yeah. no option i had to, <laughs> to carry on but i felt like i had to catch up a bit because because i'd been on telly so i was getting booked for these shows yeah but i was you know, I, I remember getting, like, very shortly after doing that show where I'd never been paid for a gig, I got, like, a 30-minute corporate. And I took it, and I obviously died on my ass <laughs> uh, because I, was, I, was, I wasn't ready for it. So yeah. it took a few years to sort of get, get as good as I should be. I still die on my ass at all corporate gigs, <laughs> I do. That's why I don't get asked to do many. But every now, every now and again, someone's moved on, they've forgotten how right. badly I did. <laughs> and they go, thank you, yes, I will have that money. Yes, to be humiliated yeah. <laughs> in front of some b- bankers for half an hour. Oh, I always get I get a lot of sort of construction work at corporates. Right, the natural fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're quite. They're all right though. Yeah, 
They pay the, pay the mortgage. Yeah, they, well, they do. And um, kill, kill your soul, but same, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're from Brentwood in Essex. True. Um, what towns is Brentwood in Essex twinned with? And have you been to the... <laughs> oh, I didn't know how to do homework. Yeah. Um, it's just that you had to live in Brentwood and Essex. <laughs> and it takes some facts in there. Oh, I don't know. It's uh, Roth in Germany. Oh, right. And uh, Mont Bazon in France. Is and it? also, it's got a sort of loose association with Brentwood in uh, Texas, also. Okay. Well, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Who are your two favourite celebrities from Brentwood and Essex, apart from yourself? Oh, well, first one's obvious Jodie Marsh. Okay. No doubt there. Um, Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp is on. He's a good one. Yeah. There's quite a few from Brentwood. Well, there's quite a lot of. There's a school there, isn't there? So quite a lot of posh. People. It's quite a lot of schools. So yeah. well, there's a posh school there. There I'm is guessing. a posh school. Yeah, there is. Douglas posh Adams. School. There's lots of people like Douglas. Noel Edmonds went to school there. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. A, I think Griff Reese Jones went to school there. Oh right. Okay. Uh, two shoes from the X Factor went there. <laughs> I uh, remember that. Lived in Brent, Brentwood. Yeah, I don't remember I do them. Remember that, yeah. Two shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it literally two shoes, or yeah. was it some people? <laughs> I think they got through to judges' houses, and that's <laughs> yeah, about it, yeah. Said, One of the shoes had to go home. You're yeah. just two shoes. I don't know how you got this far. <laughs> Uh, Fatima Whitbread would be my favourite. Oh, that was one. Have of you my seen her around with Fatima Whitbread? There was a, one of my favourite uh, covers of our local paper, the Brentwood Gazette, was uh, a story about Fatima Whitbread saving the eyesight of a little boy who got petrol in his eye at the SO, right. and she very quickly went into the SO, got some milk, and threw it in his face. Right. <laughs> and coincidentally, that cured the problem. <laughs> She's good. I met Fatima Whitbread on some, I don't know what it was, some TV. You know, like you do all these oh, yeah. panel shows. Yeah. And she was, I think it was a Mark Watson one, actually. Uh, and um, it wasn't that one. We might get onto that, though. I'll do it now. You did a show called Elementary. I did. Did you, did you ever thought of teaming up with Mark Watson to do a show called Elementary, My Dear Mark Watson? <laughs> it's just, that's just a joke for them. Don't worry, it's a joke for them. Okay. <laughs> You should do. Okay. But you'd have to really like Mark Watson to make it, to okay. make the pun work. And presumably he would have to want to do it as well. Well, he will do anything. Okay. Uh, I met, that's, that's how I met Fatima Whitbread. Okay. Mark Watson. Some Mark Watson sports thing it was, I don't know. Um, good, that's all, that's all I had. All the uh, No, actually, did, did you ever do trampolining in Brentwood? <laughs> don't think I did, no. no. Why? Did you ever play chess in... Um, Absolutely not. Did you ever play volleyball or handball in Brentwood? No. Are you really from Brentwood? (laughs) Brentwood was the trampolining centre of the world. Of the world? Until 1981, which admittedly was before you were born. True. But that shouldn't have stopped you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I never did that. No. Uh, I did Duke of Edinburgh's award. There's a a big chess competition to take part in Brentwood. No, there's not. I do. It's the biggest ever load of chess players. It's a bit like this. It's seven chess players got right. together. That's the <laughs> largest number. And there's, they play volleyball and handball there a lot as well. Uh, I would say Brentwood's best known for Towie. That's where most of the... the no. No. <laughs> Silly me thinking that. Volleyball all along. Volleyball. Sure. Uh, have you ever met Brian Blessed, the actor Brian Blessed? Does he play volleyball? No, it's this, I've moved on now. This oh, is sorry, okay. Oh, I can't keep I up. I felt it was a dead end, the okay. volleyball, so I moved on. I, that's a segue. Um, it's a great, it's a really good one. Um, no, I've never met Brian Blessed. Oh. Why have you? No, but I'm just collecting stories of uh, <laughs> Brian Blessed in the hope that one day I can get Brian Blessed on here to see if they're all true. I know a man who has met Brian Blessed. Yeah. Does that count? Is it Brian Blessed? No. 
and it was him in his he had a good he's, isn't he an, I think he's an expert on yetis or something he's an expert on a lot of things ah uh, okay yeah yeah. Uh, well, how, why do you, how, did the man who met Brian yeah, Blessed did know a story about, about him? Yetis. He thinks he's a yeti. Yeah, like, well, Brian Blessed thinks he's a yeti. <laughs> maybe that's or why the they're friends. The bloke who met Brian Blessed thought it was. Maybe the bloke met a yeti and thought it was Brian Blessed. <laughs> maybe because that's, what that's it is. a different question of mine. <laughs> Good. Um, I saw you do a. Uh, you did a, a, this, this, the dance, the comic relief dance show. Oh, God, show yeah. With Pete Furman. Yeah. Who I reckon might have been a pointless answer on Celebrity Pointless Magicians. Um, <laughs> he would have been one of my choices. Uh, well, that was pretty impressive. I mean, A, you're a better singer than Pete Furman. Oh, He's I probably about better at magic than you are. Uh, yeah, that's true. But you had to be involved in the magic tricks. Yeah, you I did. Apparated. So this was Let's Sing and Dance for Comic Relief this year. So me and Pete Furman did um, Black Magic. By Little Mix, yeah, great tune. Um, but I had to be so I was like a magician's assistant, so I had to peer, appear out of a box. Yeah, but because most magicians' assistants are five foot four <laughs> and a size four, and then I rock up five eleven, wall of woman. So me trying to get in this little box to hide, they had to rate, they had to make the box bigger for me because it wouldn't keep my hips in. There's nothing that makes you feel happier in life than that. <laughs> well, I have to make the box bigger. Um, so yeah, then I, I had to do that, and then yeah, then sing a dance. Yeah, it was really impressive. Thank it was, you. It was really good. Did you watch it? I just saw it on YouTube today. Oh right. <laughs> when I was researching. <laughs> <laughs> just popped up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Do, check it out. Pete Furman can't sing. He can't, but he does. He has got. He's just got northern charm. Yeah. Did you love it? <laughs> like that. That's yeah. what it sounds like. There's a sort of touch of the Jimmy Savills about him. I would say. <laughs> He's I got would women not say in that. a box. Okay. <laughs> He lets them out, but, you know. It's all right, enough time's passed, that's all right. It's all right to joke about that. Um, it's all right, it's fine. Um, I'm just trying to remember how to do this podcast. I hope okay. you don't mind, no, I hope you don't mind me. Uh... Any more Brian Blessed stuff? Or no, well, I'm, well, we're going to leave that behind. Okay. We're gonna... Hope for, but I'm hoping to get him. His, his agent's very tricky with me. Really? I know Brian Bless's daughter, and she says she thinks he'll do it. Right. But I've been through his agent, but now his book people have come to me and said, Would you like Brian Blessed? And I said, Yeah, would I? So they're going to try and get him on. Oh, brilliant. We'll see how that works out. Just saying everything that's going into my head, and okay. I? I shouldn't really talk about <laughs> Shouldn't really be talking about it. <laughs> um, there was something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, it was, yes, you were in, uh, you in Josh. Oh, yeah. Why were you in, in Josh and I wasn't in Josh? I'm meant to be playing a paedophile postman in this series of Josh. I made an agreement with Ellis. Right. That I'd be written in as a paedophile postman. And then I come and along. Then and then you I, come yeah. along and take my part. Is that what you were? Um, sadly enough, I was a spin class teacher. Okay. That's so. You can see how they got to that. Yeah. Well, you could have been, you could have been a great spin class teacher, yeah. I'm sure. Have you been, have you been to for a spin class? Is that the one on the cycling? Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. No. <laughs> I used to I've been in the room where it happens. Oh, right. And someone's pointed at the thing, says, we have a spin class in here. I think you'd love it. I'm going, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good fun. See you later. It's good fun. Did you have, did you have to do a lot of um, method acting to get into the... I'd, I'd already done it, Richard. Have you? I'd have been spinning. Yeah, I used to go yeah. to a mental gym with a woman who did it. And she was... They're just... They're nuts, spin class teachers. And this one would um, just one of the things she would yell out, she'd be like, spinning is winning! And then she'd say, bread is evil, bread is evil! <laughs> um, so that was quite motivational. <laughs> Were people eating bread on the bicycle? <laughs> it's 
stop eating bread while you're doing this. Put the ciabatta down. <laughs> you're destroying the whole point. Yes, that, be good. The only reason it'd be good for me is it's half an hour you can't eat, isn't it? If you do it, if you eat on one of those things, you'd throw it up, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. So it's even. It's quite violent. Yeah. Yeah. That's my problem. I'm on a diet at the moment. Are you? Yeah, what I've lost some weight. Have you? Yeah. So imagine. <laughs> what what diet are you following? Uh, I just do my fitness pal. I try and I'm, I used to run a lot, but I've stopped running. And then that, oh, since right. I had my kids, sure. they ruined it. Blame the children. Um, but now I've got a dog, so I've got to walk the dog. Great. So that counts as exercise. So do you scan all the barcodes? Yeah, yeah. When you walk around the yeah. shops. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to walk around the shops. I'm not eating off the shelves <laughs> when I get when I get home. But do you do that tonight? Well, I can't have that sandwich. It's got too I'll, much. I just look at the calories on the back of it. But it's a very convenient the barcode scanner. I, love the I would barcode agree with you. Scanner. It's I would great. agree with you. Um, but it's good. It works. It does. I lost about three stone last time. Bloody hell! That's well, well good, mate. Yeah. Imagine how. Unfortunately, it came back on again. I have to say. <laughs> um, go run. Let's go running. Do some exercise. Go spinning. That is the that's the answer. It doesn't yeah. matter. None of it matters. Go trampolining in uh, Brent, Brentwood. <laughs> Now, your current show, which I, I love your poster for your show. I passed it every day uh, on the way up the hill to the Pleasants. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd like you to recreate it for it. It's called This Guy, your show. I have to put the mic down. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> I, love it. I love that poster. Uh, it's, uh, I yeah. like it. It's Thank got, you it's very much. It's, it's a joke. Well, it's got two thumbs. This guy! It doesn't mean anything, does it? Uh, it doesn't. Well, it was doesn't it, is it the same show? Because I was reading an interview where you were doing a show called Infid... Infidelity. Yes, is it in the same Ellie's. show? Yeah. No, different show. Is it? Because yeah. that seemed to be from this year. That so you were no. you touring that in the year? Yeah, uh, there was an Essex paper, and it seemed to be. Oh, from maybe I was touring it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was oh, touring okay. it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Different show, mate. Keep up. Okay. I couldn't um, see anything else about infidelity anywhere else. Oh right, yeah. That was um, that was a 2016 show, and that was okay. about being married and wishing I'd slept with more people. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I. That's where I've slept with loads of people, and I still wish I'd slept oh, with more you? people. Yeah. <laughs> Grass is always greener, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm very happily married. I've had sex with my wife at least two times. Well, <laughs> well done. Thank you. Well done. She let me have sex with her because she messed up point celebrity pointless. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why I we have a son. I saw your wife talking about that on Twitter today. Yeah, what yeah. Was it was on. It was on. The, we recorded it ages ago, yeah. and then it was on this this week so what? it's sort of weird and it made me look because if we'd said and I still can't remember his bloody name Kasuya Ishiguru if we'd said he just won the Nobel Prize for Literature right so it makes us look really stupid because it was recorded a year ago before he was all famous again oh so. right everyone's people tweeting going ooh ooh someone's <laughs> tweeting he went oh that's the standard of Oxford education is it that you don't know he's just won the Nobel Prize you don't know that and you go yeah because they you know it's live celebrity pointless <laughs> And I studied history at Oxford University, and I didn't do any fucking work. So that is that is the <laughs> that is the reason I don't. And I don't think he'd written that book. I did thing. Celebrity Pointless, and did I was you? paired up. It was a comics one. I did yeah. it. I was paired up with Milton Jones. Oh yeah. Uh, and our first question was about geography, and I'm awful at geography. And I I got us out in the first round. Yeah, and I think good. he was furious. <laughs> Believe me, he was. Yeah. <laughs> I've but been on three times. I've lost it all three <gasps> times. Every time I go one stage further. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Progress. It but every time my partner... Well, at least my wife didn't let me down. That's, she didn't let me down. 
She just didn't do very well. She was she just, just she was made just every round. Shit, and after, right? I was, I've, I've nearly cried twice on Pointless out of the three times I've been on it. I've never get nervous about anything, seriously. But I've been, when you have to talk to Alexander Armstrong before you answer your first question, yeah. your brain's going, oh, I've got to think of an answer. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm going, yeah, I'm doing my show. <laughs> and it wasn't, it's the show from last year because it's so long ago. I'm publicising a show I've finished. Right. I'm going, yeah, I'm doing my show. I'm going home after round one again. <laughs> I can't believe what my wife has done to me. But uh, luckily, the British public are stupid and didn't work out that it's Fox and Socks. So that is, that is, thank God I, for the stupid. I um, did um, Celebrity Chase. Oh, I'd like to do that. Oh, mate, it was the most stressful thing ever. Yeah. I essentially lost £70,000 for charity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I laugh now, but I genuinely couldn't sleep. Like, it was the worst feeling. Did you not get through your round or did you get through the round and then not win the... Did you get through your ch- the first bit? Of the no, chase? I didn't get through that because so my team 70, thought I was the clever one. So they were like, go for the big offer. Oh, yeah, don't go for the big Don't offer. go for the big offer. No. I bloody did it. No. Absolutely. Oh, it's just devastating. It's too much, uh, it's too much luck in uh, the chase. I think there's, sometimes they're easy and sometimes they're just... I did get a really basic question wrong about how many days are in June. That is pretty... <laughs> that's pretty. In the moment, it's very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any... I'm very obsessed. I can talk to you about celebrity quizzes a lot, but people might be bored at home, but fuck them, it's my show. Um, 15 to 1. Oh, done 15 to 1? Yeah, I like how, that. How far did you get on 15 to 1? Oh, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I think I got down to the last, like, six. Okay, it's not very good. No. You've got to get to the last three. It doesn't count unless you get to the last three. It doesn't count. I got a cricket question, and I just didn't know, and I, yeah. I think my answer was... I think. I said something like, Mr. Crickety Man was my answer. Because <laughs> I couldn't think of any cricketers' names. That wasn't the right answer, Richard. No, you never know. Yeah, it's worth, it's worth, it's worth a guess. punt, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm glad to have someone in who's done worse at quiz shows than me. That is, that is, that is all I'm You're welcome. You're Thank welcome. you. I've got no trophies of any kind. Um, okay, you went to the University of York. True. Um, which I nearly went to, but then I got into Oxford instead. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> But I was born near York, so I'm a big fan of oh, York. It's lovely, York. Yeah. Whip my what my gate. Okay, yeah. That's a road. There. Do you support York City, the football team, York City? Nah. No. Did you? I do, yeah, I still do. They're but not doing very well. Oh, dear. No. <laughs> they should focus on volleyball, the <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> Focus on um, football a little bit. Uh, okay. uh, uh, um, what do you study at university? Um, English, literature, brackets, writing, performance. Okay. Drama, close brackets. Who wrote the 2006 novel, oh. something with me in the title? It was Kashi Awishiguru. Oh. Uh, so, um, <laughs> um, and how did that go? Did you, did you enjoy being at oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Didn't go, it just, you just didn't have to do that much work. No. Um, I worked out you didn't need to go to the lectures. At all. Yeah, I, didn't I, didn't go to any lectures. I didn't go to any lectures. I no. just went to my seminars. I thought people your generation had to work quite hard at university because you got have to pay. Uh, not mu- not too much, though. I think okay. mine were like 3,000 a year, so yeah. not too much. Okay. So not worth going to lectures. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't worth it. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was yeah. really, it's like some of the best years of my life. Really, really good fun. Yeah, York's nice, isn't it? So beautiful. Uh, it was just like a little town, really. So it wasn't, it wasn't like the proper like uni experience. It was like four clubs. <laughs> but they were great sweat dripping down the wall it's what you want isn't it triples yeah. for singles yeah I never I never really went out when I was at university oh. I, saw, I went to Car- the Carfax chip shop and played on the fruit machine with Mike Cosgrave most of the time oh. 
one, one Did you have five to work really off. hard? Uh, no, I didn't. I was I, I skived all the way through. I copied people's essays. I uh, the last term I started working quite hard. <laughs> Panic studying. Yeah, yeah, and then I gave up and started drinking halfway through the term, Sensible. and then thought I'd better try a bit. I was I found it very depressing because I'd always done very well at exams. Right. Uh, that's why. I was at Oxford University. Oh, and, oh you uh, went to Oxford? Oh, I did. didn't, you didn't mention no. it, so... And, um, and then I'd never done an exam where I wasn't prepared for it before, so I, got, I was quite suicidal, actually. I thought, thought suicide was an option to escape this, uh, this problem, but... Uh, stay in school, kids. Stay yeah, in school. Stay in school. <laughs> stay in school. But I didn't, I didn't... Spoiler alert. I didn't kill myself. I just got a 2-1. <laughs> without, without doing any work. Um... <laughs> And someone said that I talk about going to Oxford all the time on this podcast, and I don't think I've... I'm quite embarrassed about it. So I've, oh, you I've don't de- seem very embarrassed So I've decided... Today. I've decided, because of that guy, to do it. Oh, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I understand why I didn't do it now. <laughs> so you're in the MASH report, which I'm enjoying a lot. I can't... It's, you've got, there's only four episodes so yeah, far, right? there's been four apps. Yeah. And there's going to be another six in the new year, I believe. That's an odd way to do a series. I know. Oh, but I don't understand television. <laughs> and wasn't it like a couple of weeks on and a couple of weeks off anyway? Or did well, I yeah, there had to be a break in the middle because there was some world athletics bullshit going on. Um, so, yeah, they, they did that. Yeah, they used to do that to uh, This Morning Rich Not Judy as well, which that's not a very good sign for the series. <laughs> uh, so uh, they never came back again. Uh, it's a very good show. It's good, isn't it? It's yeah. fun. It's really fun. And, yeah, you've got... Uh, no, it's, it's, we're going to talk to Rachel later, who's uh, also in it. Yes. Um... I think that's, that suits you, that role, very well. The kind of, it's this sort of... Dead-behind-the-eyes, smug news anchor. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Thank you very because much. Because you're a very good actor. <laughs> Thank you. But it's very funny. There's some very funny reports. I like the oh, one great. about the northern man coming down and Oh, terrifying talking. Londoners. Yeah. Yeah, by being cheerful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're great. I think because the, the Daily Mash, obviously, the, the, the thing that they're known for is obviously the brilliant, you know, really snappy headlines. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I get to do. I, I read out the headlines and... Uh, and the little stories that go with it. So yeah, it's a brilliant part, and it's a really, it's a really good show. It's a really interesting cast, really you know new people. Yeah. Um, I think the format is is really is again it's different. Yeah. I think it's just it's just really ripe for the time. Well, like a lot of people have been trying to do yeah. this topical show in England or the UK that doesn't yeah. seem to have worked in the UK before. I think this has a very good shot because it's not just there's an element where where niche niche I suppose is doing that John Oliver, yeah. John Stewart sitting yeah. behind a desk and talking, but he does, he brings, makes it his own, I he think, do, as well. He does, yeah, and I but just think it's, it's got a nice, it's got a really British sensibility about yeah. it. Um, and I think, uh, I think, I think it's only going to get better as everyone sort of gets more grounded in, and I think that really, like, people I really rate really like it, yeah. and I think that's a really, that's a really good sign. I really like it, so... Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have everything. <laughs> Um, good, so there's more in next yes, year. Yes, more in the pipeline, and for sure. Yeah, good. Um, that is very good news. Um, yeah, I was going to yeah, so talk about that already. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, it's my first day. Are you tired? Oh, I like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, it's not even tired. I'm just like out of my head. Right. I just don't feel like any of this is happening. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's all right. But that, it's often like that on this podcast. Right. And that can be good because sometimes I'll say something you know, offensive and amusing. <laughs> sometimes it's just offensive though, right? And sometimes, just sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I haven't said anything offensive. Um, 
we, I, I enjoyed this thing you did about the uh, the non-motherhood uh, challenge. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was on, yes, that was, that was last year on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so, you're familiar with Facebook, Richard? I, yeah, I, I call it the Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a very early adopter of okay. it. <laughs> do you post pictures of the kids on uh, Facebook? We do a little bit, yeah. not very much. Yeah. Uh, I've got, I've got a... I've got a friends account and a and a public account, and I don't put the kids really on the public on the public account. one, sure. Because I mean, look at the kind of people who like my stuff. <laughs> I mean, look at them. Not bags. Yeah. Um, no, that's uh, fair. Yeah, fair enough. But so uh, yeah, we've put a few of them, the kids up. Yeah. So it was basically um, there was a thing called the motherhood challenge, which was where loads of people putting up uh, five pictures that made them proud to be a mother. Um, <laughs> so just lots of you know smug pictures of kids eating with just avocado all around their mouth. Oh, <laughs> someone likes guacamole. No one gives a shit. Um, the lots of that. And then so I thought uh, I was going to do the non-motherhood challenge. So I posted five photos of myself that made me proud not to be a mother. Um, so that was a four photos of me asleep. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, the fifth photo was of me asleep holding a bottle of wine. <laughs> and um, I just popped it up on my Facebook page and I didn't really think, you know, much about it. And it went batshit. It's yeah. just, it's funny what sort of really takes people's imagination and yeah. it just got shared a gazillion times. Uh, I went all the way around the world and I got, you know, just really strange requests like a news, uh, a news channel in Brazil wanted to interview me and stuff. It's very, it's very odd what happens in that situation. But yeah, yeah it was great. It was really good fun. Yeah. It's got, it is an odd thing, isn't it? Because I was thinking, no, I didn't have kids till I was 48 and no one was going to be, when, apart from my mum, when are you going to have kids? No one, sure. no one was, yeah. was doing that. Whereas as a female... It seems that that's yeah. The you get first you get asked question. it all the time. Yeah. So I'm and that's what my new show's about actually. Right. Um, this guy. Um, so uh, which is I'm on tour now. Thanks. Um, and it's uh, yeah. It's all about basically the pressure to have children when I have the maternal instinct of a pitta bread. Right. Uh, <laughs> just I'm just not interested in babies. No. I just don't I don't have that. I don't coo over babies in any way. Um, cats on the other hand, <laughs> if someone shows me a picture of their cat, I can basically feel the fur growing on my ovaries. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I was just bloody lo- I love a cat, mate. I love a cat. Um, whereas, oh, and all my girlfriends are at the age where I think there's only three of us left from school now who don't have children. So, uh, like any marginalised group in society, we've set up a WhatsApp uh, support group, <laughs> which is uh, true story. It is called the Baron Karens. <laughs> Um, so we're very different, the Baron Karen's, to all the rest of our friends who are now at the stage where, like, um, when we go and, like, one of our friends has had a kid, so you have to go around and look at the kid. You'll experience this now. Yep. Just people come around to check that you have indeed had a baby. <laughs> so you go around and you look at the baby and say, well done, here, have some baby gap clothes. Um, and at that point, like, all of my friends who have children will sort of queue up in order to hold the baby because they're obs- like, just need a fix of the baby. Just want to have the baby, and more, they need to smell the baby. <laughs> just snort the baby. Honestly, I'm surprised. Uh, there's going to be a time where one of them gets out a twenty pound note, <laughs> <laughs> just to inhale this child. And I just, I just have no interest yeah. in, in any of that. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is tricky. Well, you know, it's good because there's too many people in the world. There are too so, many like, people. So, like, we shouldn't be encouraging people to have babies they don't want. Yeah. We shouldn't be asking them about. It's them. true, but then I also feel like. Um, if I don't have kids, well, I just have FOMO. But then, you should, that should be about if your mate's going to like laser quest, not about having another human, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a tricky position to be in. And my husband's the same, he's not really that bothered. Yeah. And he's also knocking on, so I'm worried about his, <laughs> his guys, because yeah. you know, they, I mean. Mine are still going. Well, yours is, Mick, yeah, Mick Jagger had a baby last year and he yeah. looks like he's been dug up, so. <laughs> 
So I th- I, maybe it's all right, but it's just there's a lot of things to think about, isn't there? Yeah, well, there is, and it's and people don't think about them, and I had a, didn't think about it even for the second one. It's oh, terrible. <laughs> it's all horrible. Just forgot how hard it is. Yeah. Um, it's nice, but <laughs> one of my mates the other day just had she just had twins. Right. That's just stupid. Yeah, isn't that's it? hard work. Gets out of the way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's you sort of sort of think like. You know, because I because I am a bit older. Yeah. Um. You know, if we we were thinking about having three, but you're sort of thinking if it's another two, and then you're sort of doing all the mental calculation. I've already pretty much accepted that you know it's a death that life and death sentence. They saved me, my family. I'd be dead now if it wasn't for them, but they are also going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just too much to it's it's too much to keep up with. It's it's hard. So like the idea, you know, just in it stretches. It's that like, it's that early part, I think, especially that first five or six years. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah, and so but then you have another one, and that's five or six years becomes seven or eight years. Yeah. You have another one, it's ten or eleven years. When are they going to? I bring mean, they're home? Ni- they're nice when you put them there on your shoulder. Ah, oh, it's nice. And then I pick up my daughter and go, "Fuck, she's like an adult human being." And <laughs> in comparison, ah, oh, and then ah, oh, no, yeah, yeah. they become uncute very quickly. But the baby must. She's a monster, my my, Why is my she daughter. Why She's so big now compared oh. to the little one, and literally she dresses up as a monster. Actually, oh, my daughter. So she, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I obviously I love my children. Okay, that's. <laughs> But let's pretend I don't. Right. Uh, no, but the, uh, my, That's it's the party really, once line, they get, right? So she's about two and a half now, a bit more than two and a half. And so like, she starts, you can, um, she's imagining stuff, right? Yeah. And so she's in her new bedroom and she said to her mum, there's a monster in my fireplace. Right, we live in quite an old house. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> and then you go, oh, it kind of, it's cute, they imagine it. And then part of you goes, is what if there is a monster? <laughs> <laughs> because the only uh, the innocence of a child can yeah. see. My um, I was uh, saw my niece and nephew at the weekend. My niece is five, and she had a like little doctor's kit out, and she was like, "I'm going to be the doctor." And she got a stethoscope out, and um, she was like listening listening to my chest, and I went, "Oh, what does my heart sound like?" And she went, "Sad." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, "Why?" And she went, "Because it's broken." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, really. <laughs> Cutting stuff, isn't it? And I remember once I was trying to look after her. um, I was trying to put her shoes on, and I couldn't get her shoes on. And I was babysitting, and I couldn't get them on. And she just went, you're not a very good grown-up, are you, Auntie? can see they right see through so me. So that probably means yeah. the monster's true, right? The monster why is 100% true. Uh, but she's been dressed as a monster for the last two days. She's got a little monster outfit we did for last Halloween. Oh, and great. she wanted to dress up, because we moved house, everything's in boxes, so it came oh, out. Yeah. So she wants to dress as a monster. I think it's just she's watched Monsters, Inc. Right. So it's an irresponsible film, because it makes kids know there are monsters. <laughs> and there aren't monsters, right, I think. <laughs> the greatest monster of all, man. <laughs> It could just be a man in the chimney. Maybe the previous owner lives up the chimney. <laughs> Didn't leave. Could, could be, though, isn't it? I'm, I'm worried there's a guy. I mean, I'm generally like, oh, it's cute. I'm actually a bit scared to sleep in the house. Has she, I, I always hear that kids come in when they're, when they're like, you're, I suppose, when your daughter's older and you just yeah. wake up and you find a child just staring at you. <laughs> that one always sounds yeah. quite terrifying. I, the, we took the dog for a walk the other night and then she... Um, she said to me, I like you, Daddy, and kiss my hand. So there you go. That Aww. is, I like you. That's as far as I, I like you. But it's made the last 30 months worthwhile. 
that's all you get. Because she didn't like me. She was, she's, I mean, she was plays with me, but she's, but she's playing with me by being rude to me. Right. But she really likes her mum and she doesn't like me. Yeah. So it was nice. You know, after 32 months or something, it was... <laughs> Made it all worthwhile. The other day we were on a swing and I pushed the swing and she was going... And I said, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? She said, I'm trying to catch the clouds. What a stupid idiot. <laughs> the clouds weren't even low down. The clouds were like way up. She was going about that high. Oh, I think that's really sweet. They're miles in the sky. You literally think you're going high. You're not even going high. <laughs> so it's like a two-year-old swing. It's a tiny swing. Oh, she'll never get into Oxbridge, she will she? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and what's the lodge? The lodge. The oh, lodge. yes, that was it. I did um, it was a couple of years ago. I did a Disney, mm. a Disney musical sort of TV show. So it's about a group of kids who would take over a hotel. God knows. So I come in, and I am the love interest for the dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. It sounds now. like you're upset. You weren't the love interest for a child. That is, <laughs> is that way. Well, I was hoping to be the loving. How I old mean, there the were these these eighteen-year-old oh, okay, lads right. going around. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. I was the I was the love interest for the dad, but that yeah. was quite fun. I had to do a dance routine. Did you? Yeah. Oh, dreadful. Um, but yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. Good fun. What a Disney like to work for? Great. Yeah. Got to say. Got to say. Mickey loves to sue. No, they were lovely. <laughs> no, they were, they, it was really nice. It was quite nice being like part of something so big and something so sort of foreign yeah. to everything. You know, I um, obviously an adult who does quite rude comedy sometimes and I'm yeah. like oh I'm having to come in and uh, this very sort of moral story so but it was it was it was an interesting and we filmed it in Belfast as well which oh, was right. nice um, good crack yes good crack yeah good um, so look, I'm going to ask you an emergency question from oh. the, the app the uh, emergency question app you can get now <laughs> yeah. oh shut up <laughs> it's, good, it's good what I'm doing um, <laughs> it's there you do this and then you get a random question how much is the app uh, it's f- absolutely free. It's 100%, 100% free to download in st- in app purchase. It's so charitable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst thing you've eaten for a bet? I ate, uh, I tried to eat, uh, the reason I asked this question yeah. is when I was, uh, we'd just left university, we were living in Acton and we had a house party and I said, if you give me 50 pounds, I'll eat that entire pack of butter. <laughs> Like a Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had two bites of it. Oh. And it was, I think it was slightly off. Oh. I've never been able to eat anchor butter again okay. since. It was so, well, I don't know if, just if you eat butter in a, yeah. ma- in a whole mouthful, if it just tastes quite bad. That's, that's horrible. Yeah, I so don't... I didn't even win the 50 pounds. Oh, God. Because I only ate two mouthfuls and then felt really sick. <laughs> and, and every time I think about it, I can still taste it and... I feel bad, I wish I'd never brought it up. I don't think I've eaten any. I'm quite fussy about what okay. I put in my mouth. Are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't think I've done There was a boy at school called Matt Brown who said, oh, God, you know, boys are disgusting at school. And he was like, he, I think he was like, if, he, if three people spat on the floor, he would suck it up. And then he got paid like a fiver. <laughs> And he did it, and he did it. Sounds like he wanted to do that. Bet's a bet, bet's a bet, yeah. <laughs> Here's a good question, I don't remember writing. Uh, would you rather be an orchestra that has been assimilated by the Borg and endlessly plays only orchestral versions of Mel and Kim songs? <laughs> I think I was just struggling at this point. Or yeah. 
a cart horse. And what I like about this is that there's uh, an anagram in the centre of this, uh, a surprising anagram in the centre of this question. Orchestra is an anagram of a cart horse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wasted, yeah. wasted on yes, this bunch. Yes, they are, this audience. Or a cart horse that has to pull a cart full of corpses of all your... <laughs> I genuinely have no memory of writing this. Uh, I've got all your car horse friends around all day long. <laughs> Do you understand what I just said? Or a car horse that has to pull a car full of the corpses of all your car horse friends. All day long, but is otherwise treated well. <laughs> and gets Sunday off. <laughs> I think there was a lot going on there in that. Because I think there's a little bit of Ten Commandments in there. You know, with the Ten Commandments, um, you're, you've got to allow your slaves to have a day off. Oh, right. I've just That's one say, of the Ten Commandments. You've, you've got tears in your eyes. Yeah, from you're my own question there. I know, I'm very, I'm very emotional at the What's moment. What's a Mel and Kim song? Mel and Kim song. Mel and, Mel and Kim. I remember the names, but I can't think of any of their songs. No. Um, we are Mel and Kim. <laughs> Just a repeat. Um, do, do you want my sim? I don't know what you're talking about. It's the 1980s. <laughs> um, well, that sounds great. I'm going to say you. the orchestra. Just <laughs> <laughs> the orchestra. Um, I'll ask you one. This is one I wrote. This is one of the uh, bonus questions that the... Um, I wrote, people who con Thank you for contributing to Kickstarter film this. I hope you feel it was worth it. That <laughs> <laughs> was a big film. You'll be having a breakdown, yeah. Oh, Okay, this is one of my new emergency questions. Okay. That isn't on the app yet. If you had to have your gentle stapled to the face of a celebrity <laughs> and had to walk around for the rest of your life with your gentle stapled to their face, if you had to, <laughs> which celebrity would you have your gentle stapled to and how do you imagine you would negotiate with them about whose turn it was to do stuff? I don't think I fully... Um, I think there's some questions we need to ask yeah. here. Does the person have to like walk around with you the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got your genitals stapled. I mean, they imagine they have to crawl a bit. But it's they, just on their face. Yes, yeah, you via your genitals. It's not, it's like not like your genitals haven't been removed, and so your genitals yeah. still attached to you. Oh, stapled. I thought it was like a face swap. No. Okay. Then your genitals, you've been stapled to them. Oh, right. To their face, and then you have to. I thought this was a good question when I wrote it down. And there's a subsidiary question. How do you think having your genitals stapled to their face would impact on their job? Oh, I feel bad that this is the question that you've come up with uh, yeah. like a week after your wife has given birth. <laughs> it was before. I did okay. write it before. Okay. Um, who would... You, I don't... Oh, my God. What do you want... So they're just there. Yeah, well, you know, they, you'd, it'd be like being, um, you know, a conjoined twin. How but with someone who you were not... You know, the same age. <laughs> you'd have to be like, I'd have to walk like a you'd have crab. To work, you'd have to walk away, at, work away around to that do would it. Be, yeah. It'd be really quite difficult, yeah. wouldn't it? It would, it'd be awful. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, I mean, I feel like, again, it was the similar answer to the questions yeah, yeah. we were asking. You want someone clean yeah. and yeah. nice. And I might go for the same answer, actually. That yeah. I go, I think Holly Willoughby. Holly Willoughby, yeah. Okay. That was our backstage interview. Just because she's nice and clean, and I just think... I don't think she's that clean. Oh, she's so clean. She's the cleanest. Okay. She's squeaky. Okay. 
Who would you have? I've already thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just write this shit down and so. Um, I mean, it's you know, in a way, it's worse for a man, isn't it? Because like, it's you're, then your genitals are very much on display. A, a woman having a genital safe staple to someone's face—it's just your legs on their f- face, really, isn't it? Are you suggesting there's something but shameful about women's genitals? No, I'm not. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying it's internal, like a pocket, <laughs> which I don't think anyone could dispute. Right. Uh, and um, but a man's genitals are external. That's They're part of the problem with them. With. <laughs> that's the reason men. It's the the testicles thing. It's yeah. all about. That's why men are. So screwed up. <laughs> if, only, if only they'd put them in the inside. Why not put them on the inside? Oh, to keep the sperm cool. They could just come out every now and then. They could pop out when... Couldn't they? They could just pop out in a little pouch when you're going to procreate. And then your sperm could be nice and cool. And then back in. You could have a little drawstring. Like on a... <laughs> hey, I feel like breeding today. <laughs> like the drawbridge yeah. something, yeah. yeah. Um, would you rather have a heart made of diamonds or a spade made out of clubs? Now this is... <laughs> and the heart would be a functioning heart, but it would be made of diamonds. It would be an extremely valuable thing, but yeah. if you tried to extract it yourself, yeah. you would die. It's your heart. Yeah. But once you're dead, someone could extract it, so it could be a reason for someone to merge you to get your diamond heart. Right. Um, I can't really think of any positive attributes of having it beyond it's a legacy for yours. Sure, family. just nice to be different, isn't uh, it? And the spade is made out of, like, caveman clubs. <laughs> but no one's going to kill you for that unless they really want a useless spade. I'm going to go diamond heart every time, yeah, right? Okay, cool. Just to be... Everyone, just like, like jewels. Yeah. Well, it's nice. That there is that aspect, and it's big. It's a heart's a hefty size. Yeah, you'd be worth a lot of money. Or you could just have a heart transplant. D- to m- and put a diamond in? No, to take, take the diamond out, yeah. sell that, buy yeah. a... A heart. Oh, I see, yeah, get a heart in Swapsies. with the money you've got from yeah, the diamond. and just get a really good ring out of it. Yeah. <laughs> good thinking, it. I hadn't thought of that. Well. That is, uh, that's, that's the conniving female mind there. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> uh, what do you most regret destroying with fire? I think I most regret destroying with fire is when I was at school, I wasn't really good at art. And I worked quite hard at it, but I was, could never do art. Mm. And I got all my art folded from the whole, entire time I was at middle school. And when I got home, I immediately burnt it because it was a symbol of my failure. Oh, but as an adult, I kind of regret not having it anymore. I don't think I've burnt enough things in my life no, in that burn case. Some stuff. There's, I was watching a woman on YouTube the other day who was doing like moon, new moon rituals. And you have to like write your list of all the things that you want in life. And then you say them out loud to the moon and then you set fire to it. So maybe I could do that. Yeah, you have to set fire to the moon. <laughs> That's exactly what you have to do. <laughs> now you write a list of all the things that you want, all yeah. the things you want to get rid of, and I'd write on obviously the things I want, you know, volleyball classes in Brentwood. That's what yeah. I do. Things I want to get rid of, uh, a Holly Willoughby stapled to my genitals. Yes. And I'd say it to the moon, and it would all come true. That's what you do. Yeah. I guess you could remove the staples. It's not really an efficient way to connect two That's human beings true. together. Yeah. You just need some kind of um, tool. Staple remover, yeah. 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 Get Philip Schofield. I haven't thought, thought it through, have I? No. I just haven't thought that one through. It's ridiculous, Richard. Um, you were in What's Cooking from the Sainsbury's Kitchen 2013. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what memories do you have of that? Oh, God. very little. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was, um, I think it was filmed in like a Sainsbury's car park. Was it? 
Yeah, and Ben Shepherd was on it, and he was oh, very was he? nice. He is nice, isn't he? Really You've nice. Done tipping point. I haven't done no, tipping, you must point. Do tipping point. My mum did tipping point. Did she? She didn't win anything. Did she? How well did she describe the counters coming down? Do you have to do that? Yeah, it comes down. And he goes, "What do you think is going to happen?" He goes, <laughs> "I think it's going to come, come down." down. <laughs> I think it's going to ride. Yeah, it might do. Should we just wait and see? <laughs> now let's talk about it a bit while we're waiting for it to happen. Oh yeah. One of the three things that could happen is. <laughs> did you have that conversation with Ben Shepherd? She. Mo- I didn't watch her episode. You didn't watch no. it. She didn't win, so what was the no. point? So no, I just didn't lose as mother. Um, she did the chase. She's quite good on quiz shows. You've, she's done the chase as well. Yeah, but I'm just the. I massive. should have had your mum on. Yeah, she's much more. She's much more impressive than I yeah. am. Yeah. Yeah, she won six grand on the chase. What? It's impossible to win the chase. Not with Jill Taylor's involved, mate. <laughs> she's super smart. Yeah, she's just really embarrassed by my legacy of failure. <laughs> yeah, that's awful though. That's in a way you think you're going on these quiz shows to try and impress your quizzing mum. Yeah, yeah. Basically that. My that. sister's had the children. I need to, in some way, try and <laughs> get her approval. It's either quizzing or going on Strictly, and none of those two are happening. Yeah. So you could go on Strictly. You can dance. I, I, well, well, can I? Yeah. Well, they're not meant to be able to dance. Well, in that mean, case, I'd smash yeah. it from that point. I mean, loads of them go on and they're able to dance. Susan Calvin's doing well. <gasps> she's she? so well. Do you watch it normally? No, I've I mean, only watched her dances. Oh, she's so good. Would you? I hate all ballroom dancing and entertainment and fun. Oh, and fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you dead inside too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. cool. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've, yeah, I've got really into it this year because yeah. Susan's on it. She's brilliant. She's yeah. so good. Would you ever do it? No. Okay. <laughs> not a chance not a chance I like going on those kitchen was it one of the Saturday morning kitchen things Ooh. I just go on for the food now and that's it and lit- so you're meant to go on to publicise stuff right like yeah. sat- Sunday kitchen yeah. Saturday kitchen Waitrose kitchen I go on because you meet some w- weird celebrities yeah. and then they cook you some really nice food and you can usually have a drink right and just it's a free, a free it's free yeah. <laughs> and I go and try and keep my head down and say as little as I can because right. no one watching them is going to come and see look I mean look no one, these people aren't going who watches the Sunday brunch here no they do actually yeah who's, who's here because they saw me on Sunday brunch not a song <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I haven't done it for a little while but it was great last time was that we had uh, we had uh, whiskey last oh, nice. time I drank loads of it did you <laughs> I took one away, you get cocktails, I took one back to the table. Just try to say as little as possible. <laughs> I, so I met uh, the bloke who plays Olaf the Snowman from Frozen. <laughs> he was in Pixels at the time with uh, Adam Sandler. That was what he was publicising. Oh. He didn't admit that it was shit, as he should have done. That's meant to be awful, yeah, that Well, film. you know, even by Adam Sanders can, uh, standards. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it's weak. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weak, weak program. Um, right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do another emergency question from a random one coming up. Um, oh, that that's I won't ask you that one. <laughs> Who is your favourite? It's just it was too convoluted, uh, and it comes. The problem with this is that we put the book in the app, and sometimes the question comes up and it refers oh, right. to another question. Too it's much. Very poorly oh, okay. designed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait to get it. Who's, who is your favourite mythological figure? That's a good question. Oh, you, study, you studied literature. Oh, I'm individually English literature, but yeah, but I did like stupid. I like one of my essays was on the Office and Alan Partridge. Right. I didn't go to Oxbridge, clearly. <laughs> um, my, fa- I, um, uh, can I say, 
Does the does a mermaid count as a mythological creature? It's not like out of out of proper. I'm going mythology. to allow, I'm going to allow it. Mermaid mate. Yeah. Why mermaid. would you why do you like the mermaid? Just want to be a mermaid. I've always wanted to be a mermaid. Really good swimmer. Yeah. Want hair to cover my boobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's it really. Do you end up but you end up with a, a fish a fish genitals? Why are you obsessed situation? with genitals? Because it's why we're here. <laughs> Have you not listened to this podcast before? I don't think it's ever been quite as genitalia focused. Oh, okay. Okay. At least I haven't asked if you want a chocolate bar at your bum. I've given you some (laughs) given you some respect. Well what an honour it is, Richard. (laughs) I haven't asked you the human centipede question, have I? (laughs) Well you basically have in another form. Apart from staples. Shut up, I'm running out of ideas. know how hard it is to come up with these questions. Is there another question like what uh, celebrity would you like to have super glue to your genitals? That's a good Blue one. Blue tact. Why can't we all just be friends? That's a nice question. <laughs> I'm trying to get a dating one. This is a dating one. Oh yeah. Which is the best of the cartoon cats? <laughs> you like cats. What's the best cartoon cat? There's a lot of them. Oh, well the, uh, the one that Antonio Banderas plays. Oh yeah. The fit one in yeah. Shrek. Put a Shrek in it. It's a good yeah, there we go. I like Lino the best, but Top Cat as well. Before he did the adverts. Who's Lino? Lino from the Thundercats. Oh, thunder, thunder. Here's another date one question. This is a que- there's a hundred dating questions. This is, is a good one. If I had food on my face or stuck in my teeth, would you tell me about it? Oh, that's a really hard one. I've got such massive teeth that I have a lot of time. I have food in my teeth. It's a nightmare with these choppers. My wife's got my wife's got big teeth. Yeah. She's like a. She looks like a kind of llama. <laughs> it's, what, it's what attracted me to her yeah. in the first place. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of hooved mammals. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the things I liked about her. My husband calls me horse teeth. Does yeah. He? yeah, it's nasty, isn't it? Um, so I think I, would, I think I would tell you. She's worried about... That's, she worries about having stuff in her, uh, stuck in her teeth. Top okay. tip, just uh, use a bit of hair to floss them out. <laughs> <laughs> Showbiz to the end, guys. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna uh, show. Here we go. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna. I've, I've done some for kids, not for dating kids, mate. Okay. Separate. <laughs> this is a kids' question. Would you rather be a bogey or some belly button fluff? See, I can do stuff without gentles in it. <laughs> just move it up slightly. Um, belly button fluff. Yeah. It's just cosy, isn't it? Yeah. Slightly. Well, it's nicer than being a bogey. Yeah, I mean, but nice. you could probably see more if you're a bogey. Maybe. Belly buttons are weird. That's the weirdest thing about having a newborn baby. Why? Because they, for ages, they've got this oh, big God. fucking clamp on there. My friend's And it's all mum. rotting flesh. And then you're worried, it's gonna, you're worried you're going to pull it off and hurt them. And then it falls off and you go, did I pull it off? <laughs> and then it's this weird... Uh, and I genuinely thought for quite a while my son was going to be an outie. And I thought, oh, I good can't. God. I'd, I'd have the to shame. Leave I'd have to leave him on the hillside. <laughs> But it's, I think it's going in now. My friend's mum. Kept... No offence to the outies, but you are scum. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to breed with us normals. Um, yeah, my friend's mum kept all. She's got three kids. Kept all three of the oh. things, and she got. She, but she kept them in a really special place because she didn't really want to nick them if they got burgled. She kept them under the, under the cooker. <laughs> oh. Like with the jewels of the family and the umbilical rotting cords. <laughs> Gross. I asked my wife if she wanted to keep it and she looked like she was going to be sick. I have to say, it is so disgusting. You didn't do anything. You know, people do weird things with the placenta. Yeah, no, we didn't. Bin it. Yeah. Straight, it's just gross. Yeah. People make, like, smoothies. 
No, thanks. No, no, not interested. Yeah, no, but it's interesting, isn't it? I wish I'd, you know, it's the closest you It's like legal cannibalism. cannibalism yeah. You're sort of eating a baby. You're sort of eating... You're eating the bits of the baby that didn't quite... Oh, that fell yeah. off, didn't quite fit on. Like jerky? Yeah. No. It's just, I can't, no. But no, no it was... Oh, I mean, but the birth processes... Are, Horrific. You know, when I think about it, probably the worst thing about having a child isn't the belly button. The worst <laughs> thing is probably the, it coming out of... Oh. It's, all, it's terrible. I so it was, it was very stressful for me. Uh, my, oh. uh, <laughs> again, it was the Poor second thing. time. It was, very, it was awful. Did you get a bit hungry? Did you have a snack during um, it? No, well, actually, it was incredibly uh, rapid this time. So well, in the end... Thank goodness she was uh, thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, oh, dear. It's not neat, is it? No. Not neat. We nearly had it in the... Co- we were very overstaffed. The NHS needs a lot of help, and uh, we're not getting it. The, uh, we nearly had it in the corridor. To I nearly had to... Do it, and we were in hospital waiting. I nearly had to do it because they wouldn't believe her. They wouldn't believe she's having a baby. I said, "Look, you know, it's not a big fart in there, mate. That is a baby. I'm not a doctor." <laughs> well, that's, that was a good one. It's gone past now. What was? What's the strangest name you've ever heard anyone give to their grandparents? This is for kids. This is a kids' question. Um, I called my grandma my nanan, and lots of people think that's amusing. Well, I, I do not nana. think so. nanan. Uh, Gaga. Gaga. My mum tried to get on board with Nonna. I'm like, right. Mum, you're, you're from Greenwich. You're not going to be called Nonna. <laughs> so, yeah, she's just nanny. Okay. Would you rather be King Kong or King of the Swingers? I really wanted to put King Dong in that, but I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> I had to change it. Some of them are inappropriate, I have to say. Um, cool. Um, so, uh, <laughs> your tour is... Uh, I'm very impressed with my app. I think it's very, very good. It's efficient. So, what's the, where, are you touring all over the Touring UK? all over the country, yes. Uh, and I'm doing a date here, actually, Leicester Square. In November. When's that? In November? November the 3rd. November um, the 3rd? November the 3rd. I'm doing one that night now. I'm, not, I'm doing November the 6th. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll leave you something special in the, in the dressing room. <laughs> I'm in before you. Yeah, well, I can do it. I mean, I'm here all the time. Okay. I'm here every week. You're just going to so hide I something. I I'll put something. I'm going to put my... The umbilical cord. My son's yeah. umbilical cord. <laughs> Put it in a smoothie for you. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. Um, and then they're sick on you and stuff. I don't know why. Any, I, I think you're right. I don't know why anyone has a has a kid. Um, <laughs> oh, you're the modelling agency you work for was called Isis. Is that right? <laughs> how are they how are they getting on? I feel uh, yeah. I feel I don't sorry for. Anymore. Um, yeah. I have a Muslim friend who bought me a, a and I think not knowing an elderly uh, friend who bought me some shower gel called Isis. Kind of thing. Is that? Is there, are they making an admission here? There was a girl at my uni, beautiful girl, yeah. called Isis. Was there? Yeah. She has to live with that. Well, it's the so-called Islamic State, so I call that's them Skiss. Okay. So that's what their real name is. <laughs> uh, they're not doing so well, are they? Come on, Islamic State. Come on, try a bit harder. <laughs> not doing so well these days. Um, <laughs> is this a benefit to be for honest, ISIS? To be honest, if I was a terrorist, I'd just be embarrassed about, you know, that... Americans are better at killing themselves than, than they are, so. It's true, isn't it? I just sit back and let them do it themselves. Just wait. It's, it's going to be quicker. That's all I'm saying. If I was a terrorist, I'd be embarrassed. That's all I'm saying. If you have a problem with that. <laughs> we edit that bit out. <laughs> um... 
Well, you need some interesting stuff. I want to talk a bit mildly seriously at the end about. Okay. Um, well, there's the kind of you did something interesting on your blog or on your website about um, the Cardassians and body image and this oh, sort of thing. Oh yeah. I mean, it's sort of interesting because obviously you are an ex-model, mm. and you know, I think many people would say you're very uh, attractive, and not me. Uh, and <laughs> that's the way that sounded. <laughs> many people say you're attractive, but for me, horses for horses. <laughs> For me, I'd rather the belly button from my <laughs> son. Uh, uh, but, um, but, you, but you sort of talk about your, your own issues with that. It's sort of yeah. with, with body image yeah. problems. I'm batshit. Yeah. I'm batshit. Um, but I think modelling didn't help. No. Um, it's just, yeah, just a, bit, just a bit weird. So, yeah, just oh, I think Instagram is just mad for making you look at other people and going, oh, but I don't look like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wrote a bit about that. It's just hard. It's a comparison, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's so much comparison yeah. at the moment. Um, and I find that's quite difficult. And I try I try and t- to be better as I get older because I want to be a good feminist. But I am still like, oh, I had fried chicken and now I want to kill myself. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a funny old line to walk. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think it's difficult for girls of, of my generation. Yeah. Well, it's sort of interesting that, you know... I mean, I think that's a, in, in a way, it's a positive thing that if someone, you know, is still feeling that, 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 that and they're an ex-model and they're still feeling that, uh, that, that you know, modelling and, and, and TV people are kind of giving you that idea, mm. then that should, in a way, make people think, oh, hold on, this is a bit crazy. It, it, you know, yeah. It, but then shouldn't... I don't know, I'm like a... a, a well, arguably reasonably stable human who has got a you know a nice husband and a nice life, and then I'm still you know feeling it makes me feel weird. Yeah. How's it going to make young girls feel? Do you know, that, yeah, no, that's the kind of thing I do. That that sort of concerns me a little bit. Yeah. And how like you know just still, if one of my friends has got food poisoning, a little bit of me is like, oh lucky bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would drop a stone before the holiday. That sort of thing. And it's like having that in your head. Like, what is going on with that, mate? It's a, but it's sort of it's a fascinating thing, I and mean, it's because the way society has changed. It's always been obviously people have always loved beautiful people and wanted to see beautiful people on TV. And but you know in the old days it was much more like if you watch TV there were people on who weren't who were you know who di- who didn't conform to that stereotype of attractiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And now it seems everyone's so so much the same that it becomes impossible for anyone to. I think because we just everyone is so filtered, aren't they? Yeah. I was on the tube the other day and I was some, there was some these little there must be like t- beautiful teenage Japanese little girl tourists and they were taking photos all around London clearly they're on their phones and they weren't just putting filters on on Instagram they were literally zooming into their faces and whatever app it was like airbrushing out like right. lines and stuff and I thought yeah. well, that's a just nothing really nothing really exists does it it's just so weird you take photos and then you edit them and then you have friends who like will make you know we need a photo of us doing whatever like we weren't really doing that that moment didn't exist Apart from to take yeah, a yeah. photo of, it's just such a strange. Yeah, but you know, see, so when world. I grew up, we just had um, we had like a camera with a film in it and 30, 24 shots on it. And you didn't didn't know what you, you did, got. Well, you didn't really take photos because you were worried about wasting them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you you know you would really have to be something you thought was worth taking a photo of yeah. to a what you had to wait for it to come back and then see if you'd got it. Yeah. Um, and so like the fact that you can take a photo of everything. And every second of the day, it's yeah. kind of worrying. I used to work but on the Boots photo counter. Oh, did you? In days before, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, phones and stuff. Well, not actual phones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before, yeah, smartphones. So, yeah, and I used to do the developing and stuff. That was yeah. quite fun. Seeing no one thinks of those people, do they? No. Where's where? They're all out on the scrappy. <laughs> their little Doing bloody room. stand-up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting. What is the, what's the 
answer to all of this, Ellie? How do we get? How do we sort it out? I think. Um, I think probably the answer is. I've been thinking lately. Maybe it would be good if you know you have like laser eye surgery. Yeah. If we could get like just the pretty filter from Instagram <laughs> into the eye, just in your eyes, then everyone would look beautiful. And you wouldn't need to worry. Yeah. Okay. That seems like the sensible option. I think that could work. Yeah. Well, they sort of they had those glasses for a while, didn't they? They were, they were trying to get people to wear glasses that they could do computers. Oh, the Google thing. Google yeah. Glasses. yeah. So that catches on. We could yeah. everyone. Everyone but with a dog a filter. If that'd everyone be great. knows it's not not real it's kind of you know if those folk you know you can see <laughs> you can see the person when they're not being photographed it's it's uh, yeah it's a it's a i don't know it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a strange thing to uh, have to cope with um luckily i'm very very attractive um so <laughs> and do you think that you know some people say you've got to be unattractive to do comedy and i say well Look at me. <laughs> I'm neither attractive or good at comedy. So, uh, it's, do, you, do, you, do you have you found that being attractive is a, you know, a, a made it more difficult or more easy for you? I mean, that's a it's a weird question to yeah, be asked. It is asked. a weird question. Um, I think the modelling thing people found that interesting at the beginning. So I think when you start out, people like a hook, like you, you know, this is the ex comedian, like you know, they like to be able to sort of pigeonhole you quite quickly. And for me, it was. Ex model. Yeah. Even though I did it for about two years and it was like the most inconsequential part of my life, really. And I, I was never really that involved with the whole industry because I was on the fringes and dog shit at it. Yeah. Um, so um, it, I felt maybe pigeonholed by that a bit, but I think that's kind of fallen by the wayside now. Yeah. I hope, anyway. Cause I mean, I think really what, maybe what maybe what I'm trying to get at badly is, um, I mean, I think, you know, lots of people, everyone has these hang-ups about themselves, yeah. I think, you know. So people think, oh, I was the kid at school who was bullied and I was the kid at school who was weird looking. Or, yeah. Uh, but nearly everyone has that, right? Even yeah. the people who other people look at them and perceive yeah. them as yeah, yeah, yeah. being attractive. Yeah. So I was, well, I suppose my thing for that was I was always so, I was really tall. Like, yeah. I'm kind of, I've kind of plateaued, but I was, as a child, I was like freakishly tall. Um, like five foot seven when I was nine kind of thing like weirdo so I suppose that was always I always felt quite self-conscious of that so maybe that's where my angst and yeah. stuff comes from yeah but other than that bloody charmed life mate <laughs> I don't know why I'm here um yeah so yeah I suppose people do I think people do find that is I think people often think that comics are always uh, have had awful you know tricky lives and yeah. tricky existences but I think there's quite a few who haven't. Maybe no. you, you try and find the angst so you can write an Edinburgh show, don't you? I guess. Part of me is like, because my husband's a journalist, part of me is like, just, oh, get a bit of a head injury in Libya. <laughs> um, just to give me something to work with. Do you, think audiences have a, do you think audiences have a preconception, though, that you have to fight against, or do you, do you think it doesn't make any difference? Um, I think, oh, to do sweeping generalisations, I think when you go out on a like, mixed bill, I think as, uh, as, a, as a woman... I think sometimes you're more you, you're more judged. I think that's probably true. Yeah. I think you tend to end up representing. You're not just a comedian. You are you represent all female comedians and you, all and the, the how people who have you know have a certain view of of female comics anyway will you will live or die on what they already think. And also you represent if you have a bad gig then they will you know well all female comics are rubbish. Yes, yeah. That kind of stuff is just so. 
boringly yes. dull. And still, you obviously still have the people coming up to you. Oh, I don't, I don't usually like female comedians, but oh, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> oh, God, especially when it's women, it drives me nuts. Like, yeah. I don't usually. Like, how can you not find women? Who do you like? How shit are your friends? <laughs> if you don't find women, like my mother is hilarious. I genuinely feel, I feel very sorry and sad when people say that. Yeah, yeah. It's just nuts. well, I agree, but it is that thing, and you can understand it sometimes when it's a man. It's it is because they might not know any women because they might be a, maybe a loser in themselves. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's because you like, well, you know, you think how can you not have got yeah. a funny friend or a funny relative? Con- uh, yeah, exactly. I think it's just so much social conditioning. Yeah. Like, I think it's weirdly still sort of ingrained. Yeah. Do you think it's? I mean, it, it feels like it's changing and moving onwards. I think and, so. Yeah. I but then so. the world will throw up something else that makes you realise how yeah. awful it is. But well, it feels like I don't know. It does feel like. Well, you wonder if it's like a revolution, but it's just a revolution on Facebook. But it feels like a lot of my female friends are kind of garnering at the moment, and we're talking at the time that all the Harvey Weinstein stuff has come out. So it feels like there's a real like push for like. It shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be a push. This should just be normal. How is this? It's a real sort of. I don't know, it's, just, it's making a lot of people angry and I think people are reconsidering things that we've, we've taken as sort of the status quo. Um, like this, this thing at the moment going around on Facebook on, on social media stuff, Me Too, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that, it's about all the like, women who have been sexually assaulted or harassed putting up online saying that they, that yeah. has happened to them. And you just see, like, my timeline is littered with like, literally every woman I know. And you go, this is just a thing that you take on board. And the stuff where I'm like, well, I haven't, I haven't really had any of that, but, you know, there was this time and that happened. And you... You just—it's just so part of your life as a woman that you don't even think about it, and it, it sh- we should think about it. And it's the little stupid bits that I think of, you know, like oh, being groped in a nightclub or the catcalling stuff that we shrug off as just blokes being blokes and normal. Yeah. That's the stuff that allows the bigger things to happen. It's like a gateway into that. You got—we need to shut it down at the bottom um, to prevent that happening. So from that point of view, I feel like there does feel like a real garnering of passion at the moment from women. So hopefully attitudes will. Yeah, hopefully, we'll then, but then you've got the president. Of oh. oh, thank you. <laughs> but then you've got the president of the United States. I know. Is you know. I know. I mean, it's so the world's so confused. I wonder if the Harvey Weinstein thing had come out before Trump, yeah. and then subsequently that had come out. If that. Would but you know, they ride. Like, Trump's riding it, like going. They're all the Republicans are riding, going, "Look at this guy because he's a Democrat." And then just ignoring the, the, oh, the same thing happening to. So I don't. Why? I don't know. I don't understand how he he's allowed to get one, <laughs> and no. nobody else is. But um, well, and other people are. But yes, it's very confusing. Anyway, um, I think we're gonna have to call it a day there, unfortunately. But that was very uh, exciting. Um, I'm so rubbish. <laughs> You really tried. You just I sort of really petered tried. off. I really, well, I just thought that's not the right thing to say. Um, that's not right. It's not exciting, is it? That was exciting. <laughs> Insi- was... Insightful? No. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. It, wasn't, it, wasn't. it was elementary, my dear Mark Watson. Uh, it's, uh, it's been really fantastic talking. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank and you do go and see Ellie on tour. Ladies and gentlemen, Ellie Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Rich Lang, Let's Scratch Beer Podcast with me, Rich Lang, and my guest, Ellie Taylor. The music is by Pest. I think they, they've been doing it for a while. Uh, they always come in every week. It's nice of them to do it. Uh, and also, um, thank you to everyone at the Best Square Theatre. Thank you to everyone at GoFaster Stripe uh, and Sky Potato. And thank you to Ian Tunes and everyone at iTunes and Ian, British Comedy Guide, and everyone there. Uh, and this is produced by Ben Walker, who's, who's here on time today. Turn up. Uh, and it's a Sky Potato Fuzz and Go Faster Stripe production for the internet. Thank you very much for listening. 
Go and buy my book, Emergency Questions, at goflusterstrike.com slash emergency questions. Bye-bye. <laughs>